My name is Dr. Jeffrey Burke. I'm a naturopath and a master herbalist and the host of the Staying Healthy radio show. My show airs Monday through Friday from 8 to 9 a.m. I bring you the best guests in the industry and the topics that are relevant for today's health. The shows stream live at 8 a.m. And for those of you that cannot listen live, my shows are now podcast daily for on-demand downloads at my webpage, drjeffreyburke.com. The show is sponsored by Stay Healthy Health Food Store, Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailer, now in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. They're located at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Smith Shopping Center. Go in and see what a local retailer can do for you. Great selection, the most knowledgeable staff, the highest quality products, and amazing prices. The hours of the store are Monday through Friday 9 to 7, Saturdays 9 to 6, and closed on Sunday. I'm looking forward to talking with all of you soon. Stay healthy. back to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. I thank you all for taking the time out of your day to stop by and tune in and walk away with information vital for your good health. Learning the ins and outs about health and nutrition is something that has become extremely important. And I think that as the world has been ever-changing, we've learned a lot more along the way. We've learned that we need to make sure that we're doing everything we possibly can to stay as healthy as possible. We've learned that we need to be more proactive and more preventive on our side. We also have learned that we need to listen to our body when it is screaming at us for change. And we also need to put ourselves into the priority position, something that is really hard for a lot of people to do. We try to make sure every single day that we touch on the relevant topics for today's world, the things that are really important for getting us through the day, getting us through the, the situation at hand and allowing us to make sure that we're doing everything we can possibly do to get as healthy as possible. And all of that together, I got to tell you, it makes a big difference and it allows us to make sure that we are doing what we can to get the job done. Now, every day I bring you great guests. If I don't have a guest, I'm bringing great information. One way or another, you'll walk away with something that you might not have known or maybe a friendly reminder for something that you knew in the past and, I don't know, maybe you just forgot. I mean, it's not like we don't have a lot of balls in the air juggling and a lot of things on our plate at the present time. So hopefully a friendly reminder will come around your way. I send you to Stay Healthy Health Food Store because it makes good sense. Stay Healthy is in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. They are Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailers, and they do it right. They're a fully packed store with the best of the best products in a full-service environment with the most knowledgeable staff and the best customer service every day, providing you information and things that you can learn from as they bring great education, information, and of course the best of the best products because that's all they carry. And great prices every day. You'll find them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town and Country Center on the northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston next to Smith's. Visit them Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5. They're closed on Sunday. Remember, if you call them at 877-2494-877-2494, you'll have the availability of arranging curbside service. They can also arrange to have your order ready for you so you can run in and just grab it and be on your way. Uh, In-store shopping, of course, still available. And mail order services are there for you as well. One way or another, they want to make sure that you're getting what you need to stay as healthy as you possibly can be. Don't forget about their webpage, stayhealthylasvegas.com, where you can listen to any of the radio show podcasts. They're all on demand. Uh, and also, you know, print a coupon to use for your next visit to the store. 
and enter your email address and start getting their monthly newsletters and stay connected to the store. Stay healthy. Make it your one-stop, full-service location for everything health and nutrition. Well, today we're going to be speaking to the Robinsons, which is always a pleasure because we're going to be talking about herbs and we're going to be talking about their groundbreaking line that has, you know, still taken the industry by storm. Uh, their liquid tink track formulas that are alcohol free. Yes, for all of you with that literally bad taste in your mouth from the past when you used to try to utilize um, liquid tincture herbs. Oh, God, awful. Um I remember when we used to try them, and my always ended up in the back of the cabinet in the corner, hiding, and that's where they belonged. Uh, today, I bring in a lot of liquid herbs from Cedar Bear. They're wonderful. I always use the great tasting because they are, and there's no alcohol in the base. So let's give you a little background if you have not had the distinct pleasure to hear this wonderful duo in the past. Let's talk about them and, and some of the wonderful things that they've done in the industry. Carl and Joan Robinson are the founders of Cedar Bear Liquid Naturals, liquid herbal manufacturing company. Carl is a clinical and formulary herbalist with over 40 years experience as a master herbalist. His specialized schooling in herbal pharmacognosy and pharmacology with emphasis on liquid herbal preparations and formulations led him to develop his revolutionary and totally alcohol-free liquid herbal processing technology that led to the founding of Cedar Bear Naturals. He was also the lead developer of the process for making Cedar Bear's unique alcohol-free liquid nascent iodine. Both technologies were first ever in the dietary supplement industry. Over the last 40 years, Carl has developed hundreds of herbal formulations, both for other companies as well as for Cedar Bear. Joan Robinson is a traditional herbalist with well over 25 years experience in researching and writing about herbs and natural health. Joan is also a certified meditation yoga instructor, a, formal prof a former professional actress and voice talent, and professionally trained classical singer. Having a lifelong autoimmune condition, Joan has used Cedar Bear herbs to keep her health in balance and has been the Cedar Bear's mama bear from the very beginning. She focuses on organic gardening, healthful cooking, and wellness. Carl and Joan raised their blended family of 11 children with Cedar Bear liquid herbs and have used their products for their fur kids too and are busy developing the organic growing and learning programs at Cedar Bear Herb Farm. Help me welcome my friends, my guest. Hey guys. Hey, how you doing? Hello, I'm doing well wonderful. There. How you guys doing? We're doing great. It's been, uh, our temperature, we're in a heat wave. It's been in the 40s and even got up into the... It got to 52, 52 degrees the other day. The but, other day. But that Arctic freeze is on its yeah. way. Yeah. So we'll be back to winter. So, <laughs> you know, that's warm even by Vegas standards. We're going to be in the 60s today, so we'll we'll still be shivering a little bit, but not as bad. Boy, 60s, that's, that's like, wow. Put the sun out, you'll get a suntan. Yeah, but you got to remember, though, our blood is really thin here, so. That's when they put their down car jackets on. Absolutely, absolutely. But we'll be warm before you know it, and then we'll be saying, oh, I wish we had some of that cooler weather. Never satisfied. <laughs> that's true. Absolutely true. I got, before we get started, I got the greatest, um, it's a feedback more than anything else. It says, hey, Jeff, I've been listening to your show for a long time. I live in New York, and I've ordered from Marge in the past, but a couple weeks ago, I had to go to Vegas, and while I was there, I went to stay healthy. 
I wanted to look at the store and see the store that I've been hearing about for a long time. And yes, the staff was amazing. I decided to try some of the Cedar Bear Tink Track liquid herbs. I picked up about four or five of them that I wanted to try. And I took them home. When I got to my hotel, I couldn't believe it. They actually did taste good. I'm one of those old standbys from the old time when they were alcohol-based and were just awful. Thank you for letting me know that herbs can actually be delicious and effective at the same time. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> you know, Absolutely. what have we been saying for 30 years? <laughs> even mm-hmm. even uh, herbs that uh, liquid herbal products say uh, on the ingredient <laughs> list say other ingredient, uh, glycerin, deionized water, and they make it look like it's an alcohol free. They've been made with alcohol, and then they remove the alcohol. And eat, boy, let me tell you, you can tell by the taste. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not uncommon for us to have a company approach us and ask us, and, you know, ask me about re, you know, redoing their formulas uh, totally alcohol-free. That's how good we are. Well, I'll tell you what, you've been leaders in the field and have made uh, a dramatic difference in the way that people look at herbs as well as the, how they approach them and how they can successfully use them and stay with them, you know, after the initial couple serving dosages, you know, a lot of people fall off the all, off the planet because they're just like, I just can't do it. But that's yeah. not that's not a case for you guys. That's that's right. They are delicious. You have to keep the bottles for children a little out of reach because it so it won't hurt them. They just might little one might grab and drink the whole bottle because it tastes so good. <laughs> Well, you know, the last time we were together, we answered some questions. And then this time, after we got done with that show, I started getting questions in on some of the individual herbs that people are using. And maybe they wanted to know a little bit more about them. So I thought we would try to fit as many of these in as we could during the hour. Um, Because a lot of people, you know, they see a name. um, They've heard about it. But they may only know one thing about it. And I think they're always pleasantly surprised when they start using it and they get benefits in a different area. I love those surprise radiated benefits. They're lovely. Uh, but a lot of people don't know. They may say, well, I'm not sure what that one's really about. So how do you feel about answering some of those questions? I think that'll be really, really fun. That All right. Absolutely awesome. All right. Well, we're going to start with one we have not talked about in a long time, Chanka Piedra. Um, that sounds weird, uh, but it's really a very cool herb, so have at it. <laughs> oh, Chanka Piedra. That is the coolest herb in that it's, uh, um, it, it, it is known. The name actually means stonebreaker in Spanish. It breaks stones. And that's one of the common names it has out there in the marketplace, mm-hmm. stonebreaker. It's actually an accepted name in the herbs of commerce believe it or not. So it supports the kidneys and the gallbladder. So it's been used for generations in South America. That's where it comes from. Um, and it for, to help keep kidneys and bladders functioning the way they should and also helps the digestive system. It also is, uh, has benefits for the liver and the gallbladder. Uh, the gallbladder, it has also been used to uh, break up um, sponge balls that collect in the gallbladder. A lot of people say, oh, gallstones. No, they're not true stones. They're actually sponge stones. And they're very, very dense, and they have uh, an almost solid, they're like a closed cell foam. So 
they can hurt themselves yes. just as much. You know, I was watching a, um, I love to watch shows that where they do surgeries and, and where they're removing and doing organs. I mean, I've always loved that. Um, but, I mean, they removed a gallbladder that was causing a lot of problem. And after the surgery, they cut the gallbladder open, and there must have been 50 or 60 of those little sponge things that were in there. Um, and they said, no wonder it wasn't working properly. Uh, yeah. But I couldn't believe the amount that came out. I was just like, oh, my gosh. How does this happen? How does it happen, Carl? It's 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 a pretty complex process, but basically, you you get a God, it's complicated and is it diet is it diet based? Absolutely. Okay, that's what uh, I figured. It, it, it's diet based, and what I want to say is they took out the gallbladder, and what they should have done really. And, and that is have put them on a gallbladder flush. Mm -hmm. Those those sponge balls will actually flush out. It's not an it's not a comfortable experience, but they will. And that's where the old um, olive oil, lemon, and um, cider vinegar, or just olive oil. Olive oil and lemon oil. That's it. Just olive oil and lemon oil uh, cleansing flush comes in and if you use that with the chanka pedra or the uh our product that has the chanka our pedra the, our, uh, our kidney formula mm -hmm. oh yeah uh they can flush that right through as long as they're and they've got to be drinking lots of water now when those come out do they come out through the urine or through the stool uh they come out through the stool that's what i thought you know, let me ask you a question. Had he had he done this surgery, because he actually had the abdominal cavity open, which because he was doing something else while he was in there. Usually gallbladder surgeries, they make a small incision and they, like, suck out the gallbladder. It's a lot yeah. different. Now, could he have opened that gallbladder, sucked out those things, and sewn it back up? No. I didn't think so. No. The gallbladder is a real tough, uh, sort of a, uh, a muscly kind of uh, tissue. Uh, and then on the outside, it has an almost uh, sinewy uh, texture to it, um, but it doesn't have a high amount of vascularity. So if it gets cut uh -huh. um, and then sewn back up, it's, it's not going to heal fast. It'll heal, but not fast. But it won't be fast enough, and it'll be a breeding ground for disease. And bacteria, I bet. Yeah, and then the person ends up with peritonitis which is very, very life-threatening. Okay. Now, the real quick before we go to the next one, so the Chanka Piedra, can it be used regularly, or do you use it kind of like a um, quarterly or yearly cleanse? Or can you have a history? Can you put it in your daily routine? Actually, it comes down to if a person's got, you know, needs to have those kidneys uh, mm -hmm. built up or the gallbladder built up, it's a good idea to use it in a more nutritive fashion, though it's a direct aid. Uh, otherwise, yeah, exactly. Use it in a uh, rotating sort of a uh, liquid cleanse. Yeah, it can be used. It's really gentle. It can be used on a regular basis, a fairly regular basis. Not recommended during pregnancy, mm -hmm. but if you have a medical condition, um, especially, you know, a kidney liver related, you should consult your health care provider. Perfect. Uh, that's basically it. 
No, that's great. great. All right, let's let's move to the next one. This one now is very popular, but not everybody may know all the benefits of astragalus root. <laughs> oh yeah, the astragalus uh, that the the it's a deep immune energy and stress support. Uh, you know, and it, it it strengthens the and it was used for centuries in China and it helps to reduce stress. Now here's what astragalus root is known for, as far as the science is concerned. It has components that help to work and build up the interferon response in the body. That's right. Interferon is the messenger part of the immune system that when there's an invasion that takes place, the interferon goes into the body and it actually triggers immune responses either at a localized uh, part of the body or systemically throughout the body. Um, so uh, IFN, uh, all, you know, is one of the short is a short name for it. But interferon is absolutely essential to a uh, sound uh, functioning immune system and is the underlying uh, messenger. It's like the postal system that communicates all the stuff going on in the body. It's it's essential. So astragalus has actually been documented to be used for over 5,000 years. It's one of the most important Chinese uh, medicinal herbs. And it, its antioxidants and polysaccharides support your immune system. It's a protector and uh, that's anti-adaptogenic. Uh, it's an adaptogen herb that helps your body adapt to stress. And it's just amazing. So astragalus root, definitely. And it's neat tasting. It has a honeyish taste, uh, kind of like uh, a rooty, but with honeyish taste. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. You know, a lot of people don't know that some of these herbs are definitely not new. Astragalus, you can read scrolls and things, thousands of years that it's been used. You know, it, it always kind of makes me laugh to myself and out loud, LOL. Uh, I think to myself sometimes when people say, well, you know what, there's no studies on this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. Uh, really? Yeah. How about 5,000 years worth of uh, people using it versus uh, 13 months for that drug you're using? Exactly. Now, yeah. it strengthens your white blood cell activity in the body. So if you're not wanting that, then you use another herb. And, but that, and, that, and, that, and that's fabulous. right. The interferon uh, action actually increases uh, white blood cell count also. Uh, T cells and killer cells, it'll initiate that. And the neat thing about ashwagandha is... No, uh, astragalus. I meant astragalus. The neat thing about astragalus is it typically doesn't trigger autoimmune responses. Okay. So a deep immune strengthener is astragalus. And stress. You know, people don't realize, but it's also effective for stress. And I think because it touches so many of these different areas... It, it, it actually gives you so much more benefit than you bargained for when you first decided to use it. And I think a lot of people, because I hear from people all the time, they'll say, yeah, I decided to pick this up and did this and it did really well, but did you know it does this? And <laughs> oh my goodness, it does this. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I knew. But, you know, we can only, we, we, we want to make sure that you give me feedback because a lot of times I'll tell people, I'll say, tell me what it does for you. Well, like Very a literal ashwagandha, maca root, astragalus root 
has a profound uh, benefit on the HPA axis. That's the glandular axis of the hypothalamus, pituitary, and adrenal. That is key to uh, stress, uh, stress management and stress relief and balancing the stress factors in the body. Okay. All right. Here's a, I'm going to back up before I go to the next one. Um, this is a really good question. And it says, can you use the Chaka Piedra if you don't have a gallbladder? And my first response would be, because it's also effective for other organs, they would still get a benefit, but I'm not really sure. I think it would oh. be perfectly fine. Oh, absolutely, because it's primarily focused on the kidneys. And the a lot of people, system. and the what? The overall digestive system. Yeah. A lot of pe mm -hmm. people don't know, even some herbalists don't know, that it benefits the gallbladder. Mm. Okay. Well, I just wanted to make sure. Okay, we're going to keep going because this is fun. Um, <laughs> let's talk about one that everybody seems to know a little bit about, and maybe they'll learn a little bit more. Let's talk echinacea. Oh, fabulous. Well, first of all, there are three echinaceas that are popularly used out there, mm -hmm. and I'm going to list them in order of their strength. You have Echinacea padilla. Is it stronger than Angustifolia? No. I'm doing it in, oh, in order of going towards gentler. strength. All right. Echinacea padilla. Mm -hmm. um, and then you have Echinacea purpurea, which, by the way, is what the German E-Commission studies are based on, was mm -hmm. the purpurea. Mm -hmm. And then you have Echinacea angustifolia. Mm -hmm. That is the most common strain here in the United States. Uh, the Echinacea angustifolia is the one that's been found to have the strongest. It's the most potent in the immune-stimulating uh, polysaccharides. So when we talk Echinacea, we, we use the two, purpurea and angustifolia, depending on the formula, um, but when dealing with it for day-to-day -day use, uh, general use, we usually say use the echinacea purpurea and save the angustifolia for when you have a real, real serious bad butt respiratory problem. <laughs> mm -hmm. You know, echinacea is one of our North American herbs. Yes. The Native American peoples have used it for generations upon generations, but it became uh, popular with us folks in the 1880s by the eclectic physician. <clears throat> a fun factoid is that echinacea, the name, the word itself, is comes from a Greek word that means hedgehog. And that's because when the flower petals ha uh, have, have receded after it's been at the peak of its uh, um, flowering, then the center becomes very spiny and hedgehoggy. And that's one of the reasons it's also called coneflower. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that beautiful. If you've ever seen a picture of the purple coneflower, it will stick in your memory because it's it's beautiful. And you know what? A lot of people don't know. It's actually a member of the daisy family. Yes, it is. Mm -hmm. Now, one thing about echinacea, it's easy to grow in your gardens. It really is. It's gorgeous. But you can use not just the root, but the above ground parts too. Make a tea and enjoy the uh, health benefits because it is an immune system stimulator. Uh, above ground is, is gentler than roots. If you want the stimulator when you've got something that's coming on, you go for the roots. Now there's one caveat here, and that is those who have 
autoimmune conditions uh, should be careful mm -hmm. about using the echinaceas, especially the echinacea angustifolia. You know, another another little tidbit that I think a lot of people may not know, that because it is a uh, relative of the ragweed also in the Midwest, uh, a lot of people that have ragweed allergies, it's very rare, but some people may get some similar allergic reactions to echinacea that they may get when they're around ragweed. And it was something I didn't know about, but I mean, I'm from the Midwest. I was allergic to ragweed, but I have no trouble with echinacea. Uh, and maybe I've been gone for so long, my body's like gone through 50 <laughs> different cycles uh, by now. But I mean, the thing is, it was quite interesting. And, and it's really a good point about the autoimmune. I thank you for bringing that up. You know, it's an awareness, listening to our body once again. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it, it's a, just an amazing herb. Now, one of the things about a cedar bear tank track, if you're allergic to the pollen in the air of a plant, mm -hmm. well, by the time it's gone through the tink track process, we're not dealing with the pollen, we're dealing with the nutrients. Exactly. And so you, you can take it. All right, we're going to move on to the next one. This is, this is a, a favorite of mine. A lot of people may not know about it. Uh, lemon balm. Love lemon balm. Lemon balm is kind of my herb. I grow lots of it. It's easy to grow. It's amazingly wonderful. And Calming, soothing. Smells great. Ugh. Yeah. Uh, it soothes the body, nerves, and, overact and an overactive thyroid. It's at so you don't want to use it if you have low thyroid. Um, that, that, is one, that is one caveat for the use of lemon balm. Do not use it if as you're hypo, yeah. uh, as a single herb, if you're hypo- um, thyroid um and it's been used since ancient times to calm body and it's in, in the nervous system and uh oh in fact it's latin name melissa mean is greek for honeybee because back in ancient greece uh they would grow this around their temples to attract the the bees and mm -hmm. so um melissa became known as the bee and the plant both the same name you know, I have a, this is another little tidbit of information. I love to pass these on. I have a friend that's a beekeeper in the Midwest. Ah. And he plants uh, marigolds uh, for predators um, uh, around all the bee area that he has out there. And he plants uh, lemon balm as well because he says it draws the, uh, the bees there. But he found that echinacea also brings the bees. And he just said that it's just kind of like a natural propellant uh, for the bad stuff and a drawer for the good things that he wants. And he said the bees stay close to home in that area because of those plants. He thinks it does add a lot to the, he says, and also he thinks some pollination of those herbs makes his honey taste a little bit better too. Absolutely. Where's that at in the Midwest? Just curiously. It's in Ohio of all places. Wow. Okay. You know, Echinacea so, grows very, very well in the uh, in Ohio, especially in the uh, shaded woodland. He says he has this. He has it's really cool. I saw a picture one time. It's a very big area, and he has a wall down one whole side that's about fifty feet high, and then he has a wall on the other side that's about fifty feet high. They're done with metal, and he goes in in the winter. They put a roof over the top. And the bees can go in either side. He said, so you don't see a lot of action in the winter, but things are not damaged. 
Well, the nice awesome. thing is, yes, it uh, for, first of all, it creates a semi-windbreak so mm-hmm. that there's not a chill factor higher than needs to be, mm-hmm. and it keeps the rain and snow that's abundant from getting down there and creating problems with the hives. Mm-hmm. So kind of interesting, huh? And it is, and I'm asking because we're starting a small apiary project here. Oh, wow. That's going to be great. You know, I've always been interested. I, I am deadly allergic to bees. And um, it's one of it's my main allergy. And so, I mean, I have to carry a, a syringe and all that kind of stuff. So I have to make sure that I keep that in mind. So, But I've always been interested because, you know, people don't realize that our food supply, our vegetables, our fruits, and, and a big part of our culture would be gone if it wasn't for bees. That's correct. Yeah. So... All right, next one, mullen. Um, Love mullen. Um, More and more people are having some lung issues these days as well, you know, respiratory. A lot of people don't know, and you may talk about it, urinary health as well. Well, yes, it is uh, a moistener and soothes irritated respiratory uh, tissues, and it it does. I've always used it as part of a formula in any of the uh, diuretic-based formulas. Now, the neat thing about mullen is it's traditionally really targeted for the lungs. And it's traditionally known to help to clean the lungs out, <coughs> debris, foreign matter, and things like that. And so it's called, the, the, it is actually referred to as the smoker's emergency care herb. And uh, I'm speaking here to smokers that, you know, is decide to quit. Um, so it's been very, very good for the lungs. But it's moistening action. Uh, it's phenomenal. It, it, uh, and, and, and I believe that that moistening action is largely due to the mineral electrolytes, the unique combination of mineral electrolytes it contains. Because if you take a mullein leaf that's out there in nature and you chew on it, it has a slightly salty taste to it. Mm. Okay. You know, the, these herbs are, are, are so amazing. And if you if you really take the time, if you have a favorite herb and you do a little bit of research, it, it sometimes will, you'll be taken back a little bit, not only about the benefits, but the histories and, and how they were used and how far back they date, you know, and the uses of so many things. And I think it gives people a little bit more, um, you know, positive thoughts about the herbs knowing that they've been used someone for hundreds thousands of years uh, and that's a great thing but we've always developed you know we've always continued to increase the betterment of the herb along the way some things have not changed some of the delivery systems though have definitely changed but well, one of the things about mullein leaf is if it's taken as a tea uh, it also has a very soothing smoothing uh, cooling effect on the stomach and the, uh, basically mostly the stomach and so it can be used with other herbs that have that kind of action also like marshmallow um, elderflower other things like that now an interesting thing you were saying about mullein being used for a long time uh, it was used by the Roman army mm-hmm. <laughs> they would keep mullein with them when they marched it huh. helps them stay well. 
You know, there, like I said, so many of these things have been around. And you talked about the Native Americans. Um, there's parts of the world where the quote-unquote medicine men of tribes and areas and, you know, even desolate areas, everything they have is herbal or root or leaf or branch or bark or plant or something, you know, because that's what they have there. They don't have corner pharmacies. And they've been handing out all these um, traditional formulations and medicines, if you want to uh, go that way, which is what they are, um, for just their entire, you know, longevity on the planet. You know, that that's how they survive. You know, and here we are thinking that what we're doing is brand new sometimes. And, you know, people are hearing about it for the first time. But you know what? We're all works in progress. Our education foundation is a work in progress. Learning something new every day is good for the brain, mind, and soul. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, it is. But there's a, you know, also, and we've talked about this in the past with Cedar Bear, we also did something that typically is not done and can't be done with typical alcohol-based liquid herbs. And that is we also steered ourselves in a more nutritive building direction. Building meaning building the nutritional and biological integrity of the body. Mm-hmm. And so that's an additional thing. And I think that that was one of the great benefits of herb use in the past, whether it was kitchen herbs and spices or used for those medicinal purposes, was also the profound secondary and tertiary benefit of the nutritional and building action of many of these herbs and that is an area that until we came along was actually almost totally ignored Mm. Mm. so last word on mullen it's kind of like for your respiratory system like scrubbing bubbles it helps clean and clear um the any mucus and such like that but it also helps the digestive system and, uh, you know, your overall health. And it's just an amazing herb. All right. Um, this one's for me. Um, I want you to talk about, because it's one of my favorites, holy basil. Also known as Tulsi in mm-hmm. India. Mm-hmm. Another really favorite of mine. I love holy basil. Um, it's, and it's called that because in uh, ancient India, it is the mother of herbs it is the herb of herbs um that is uh, in all homes all temples they have tulsi everywhere they have it everywhere like we put peppermint everywhere <laughs> around our gardens and in the ditches and stuff like that it is ubiquitous um it is an adaptogen you know a lot of people think adaptogens are just roots no, there's a lot of other herbs out there that have profound adaptogen actions that are leaves or stems. Uh, tonka Lee is considered an adaptogen. Uh, uh, and, and so it's, it's the above ground portion that's used. But this is so gentle, so soothing to your stress, and uh, very balancing to health on all levels of our health. It, it's just it's calming and relaxing, but doesn't cause drowsiness. It soothes your nerves and lifts your mood, helps with memory, clarity of thought. It's just, as, as in India, the queen of herbs. I had a, um, a Hindi one time ask me, they said, that you recommend your um, uh, catnip and 
red raspberry leaf a lot for women who are pregnant. How come you don't use Tulsi, holy basil? I'd never thought about it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, you know, I got to tell you a funny story. I have a friend that was on Wall Street for many, many years and um, luckily made a lot of money and decided to retire when he was in his 50s. And Bad marriage, bad situation. I think he lived on Wall Street and everything else fell apart. But he decided he was going to travel and kind of find himself a little bit. And he was in Europe for a long time. And he would send me postcards saying that I've never eaten so much fish in my entire life. They serve it at every meal. And after like a month of being there, he really started enjoying it. And it made dramatic difference. He had chronic eczema and all the oils from the fish and the sardines uh, made a dramatic difference in his skin. When he left there, he went to India, and he studied at an ashram for, um, he was there for about 18 months, and uh, he said, I have never seen so much holy basil. He goes, we drink it in tea. He goes, they use it in foods. He goes, it's everywhere. It's above the doors going into a house. He uh -huh. says that every single table where you're eating, he said, I just got to the point where I was drinking so much of it, and he goes, I just love what it did for me, but he came back very centered. You know, very um, de-stressed, if you will. And I think he's changed his life. He became more of a minimalist and decided that a lot of the stuff that he had really wasn't necessary. And the last time I talked to him was about six months ago, and he is in an amazing, amazing place. And um, he is opening up a meditation yoga studio to teach other people how to chill. Ha ha, beautiful story. <laughs> Holy Basil is just beginning to really make its mark here in the United States. Mm -hmm. We're one of the companies that has a fantastic version of it. I always make sure I grow it, uh, even on my porch. It's, it's just amazing to have. All right. Um, next one. Olive leaf. Now, olive leaf is interesting. You know, for me, you know, there's amazing now studies showing the benefit of its anti-inflammatory and anti-germicidal and all these other benefits. And, you know, if you go to that part of the world where people live and embrace and they've been there their whole life, this Mediterranean lifestyle, and they they have adopted this way of living. I mean, this is a staple for them, like holy basil is a staple in India. Yes, olive leaf. Uh, of course, it not only contains antioxidants, it contains free radical scavenging mm -hmm. antioxidants. Mm -hmm. um, and, it, it's, and, and that action makes it an immune strengthener. It's not an immune stimulant. It's a strengthener. So this can also be used uh, daily by people that have autoimmune conditions. Supports healthy blood pressure, blood sugar, and cholesterol levels those healthy cholesterol levels because it has a cooling oxygenating effect not only on the brain but on the liver now there's a reason they use in the Olympics in the ancient Roman Greek days the olive leaf crown around the head it was one of the most important health supporting plants and they use the leaf we use the leaf today it protects the health the heart, the nervous system, um, it has free radical, you know, de uh, fighting antioxidants that help slow the aging process and overall protect your health. Olive leaf's an amazing herb, guys. Not only that, olive leaf uh, used culinarily, a lot of people don't know that, especially in days of old, but the olive leaf in the Mediterranean 
is is crushed and ground into a fine powder with a little bit of olive oil added, and then it's put on bruises and uh, and contusions. So it because it has an effect of drawing out uh, the pain. That's really huh. interesting. I didn't know that. <gasps> yeah. All right. I'm trying to fit as many of these in as I can because I want people to know the diverse amount of products that you guys make. Um, let's talk about the Roto-Rooter hot and spicy liquid cayenne pepper. <laughs> yes, it's the Roto-Rooter. Well, that's really good. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't take much to get in action. Uh, no. Cayenne pepper is uh, is very, very good for the digestive system, believe it or not, mm-hmm. in small amounts. It's a blood and liver cleanser. But it also has a very, very positive effect on the heart. It's an herb that has one of the highest concentrations of herbs of potassium that there is. And that's why I believe it was also often targeted as being cardiovascular uh, uh, direct aid in its nature. Um, it contains capsaicin. That's the resinoid that's hot. Some are hotter than others. We're talking here of capsaicin anum, which is the common one that's used out there. And uh, it uh, was in Western herbalism, especially here in America, was considered one of two uh, basic anchoring cornerstone herbs in uh, pioneer era herbalism. Well, it's, it's one of the uh, oldest of all the cultivated crops in the Americas, and uh, the Mayan and Incan societies used, um, you know, cayenne hot peppers uh, extensively, and it was Columbus who brought it to Europe and then became, it went through the world. So um, it's important blood circulatory stimulant. Um, the uh, capsicum uh, in ancient Mayan times was actually mixed with chocolate. Okay. And that's where we get today the modern version of chocolate with the cayenne mixed with it, yeah, pepper, uh, peppered cho- chocolate. might add that we say that the chilies came from here in the United States, but there is now a raging argument and controversy <laughs> between Chinese ethnobotanists and those South American ethnobotanists. Where did the chili really originate? Because in Chinese literature... The chili goes back thousands of years before Columbus came onto the scene. So, you know, uh, who did what? You know, the chicken or the egg sort of argument. Now, in the Cedar Bear liquid uh, tink tract, it's hot, guys. It's it's hot. Yes. I mean, you put a drop on your tongue and you know it. Mm-hmm. You can put it in drinks. You know, the, the um, putting honey and and lemon and cayenne pepper in a drink when you have a sore throat you don't feel well to help clean you know wake things up and clear things out you can take a few drops of the cedar bear herb and use it that way um you can even use it to flavor foods at the table (laughs) i got i got to tell you this you'll love this i have a friend that um he is known for his chili and he calls it um everything but the kitchen sink five drop chili now, nobody really knew what this was, but he's been buying your cayenne for a long time because he uses a lot of it. He takes the label off the bottle, and he puts the bottle on the table, and when he serves his chili, he tells everybody to put five drops in their chili. Oh, oh my God. 
So they do, and everybody, they are, they're a group that loves to do hot, spicy food together, Szechuan and all that kind of stuff. But he will not tell them what it is. And it's just so funny. Um, but he calls it five drop chili, and everybody does it, and they love it. And then they'll challenge each other and say, I'm going six drops today. I'm going seven drops today. And they love it because they love spicy food, which we know is great for you if you can handle it. So I got to tell you that people are getting creative. <laughs> that, that is, that is. That is. Truly. Five drop chili. I'm going to remember that one. <laughs> And it is, the stimulating effect on the body is so very, very important. It's, it's, yeah, energetically speaking, its energy flows upward into the head. See, in energetics of herbs, there are some herbs that flow the energy downward towards the feet mm-hmm. and some that flow it upward. This is one that definitely flows it up toward, upwards and towards the head. You know, I've had, I everybody knows I have a history of migraines, and over the years, when I've had really, really bad, bad migraines, I will actually make a cup of black coffee, and uh, I'll put the tincture in there. And I'm not a real spicy food person, but what I'll do is I'll drink about two-thirds of the coffee, which I'm not a big coffee person either, uh, and I'll put my three drops in there in the last bit of it, and I drink it. And it's exactly what you said. You can feel the heat going straight up to where the place where it would go if I had hair. Wow. So at the top of my head. You know, so. Yeah. It, you and Carl. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's, it's an amazing herb that way. Uh, <laughs> one of the things, just as an aside, I used to do when I would be in the mountains in the winter, I'd have my big woolly socks with the uh, cotton sock on the outside. I would take cayenne pepper, powder. fine powder, fine powder, and I would put it on the sock, on the wool sock, the first sock, I would spray it, put a little bit on the top and on the bottom, and then I would put the uh, cotton sock over it. As I would sweat, because you're out there hiking around, the sweat would release, get up to the uh, pepper, and it would release the oleoresins, and it would start to permeate down into the sock, and it'd keep my feet warm, and I'm up in the mountains on the top of a 10,000-foot mountain in the in the, in the in the early winter, late fall, and I take my boots off right up on the top where I'm looking down over because my feet are too hot. They're not burning because if you use it wrong, it will have a burning effect on your feet. My feet are too hot. And the guy and one looks at me and he says, what the hell are you doing? I says, my feet are hot. He says, they can't be. And then he saw these red dots on my thing. And he says, what's that? And I explained to him. And that's an old trick that I, I came up with just on a lark, thought I'd try, and I find out later on it's an old mountain man's trick. Uh, mm-hmm. here's, here's a question for you, because we know the cardiovascular benefits of cayenne pepper. You know, because when we have clogged um, carotid arteries, you know, we get strokes. If we have clogged valves to and from the heart, we have heart attacks. Or we have vascular circulatory problems because we have clogged up arteries and veins in our groin and going down our legs. And we don't get the return of blood flow. Where does cayenne pepper fit into the category of cardiovascular stroke prevention? Because we know that many people that get strokes, it's because blood is not getting where it needs to go. Wow. Well, the yeah. biggest thing is, if you're looking at it from a physiological point of view, right. is it builds the integrity of the, vas- the vascular 
uh, system of the body. Helps it, tone it. It helps to tone it. It helps to to uh, toughen it up, as you might say. Okay, and it's partly due to all that potassium. And it helps um, to open them up. The other thing is is that it gets is those is those oleoresins at a micro droplet level get into the body and are attached to lipid carriers. They have a stimulating effect on the vascularity. A lot of people don't know, but that our circulatory system has a very mild and moderate uh, peristaltic action to it, just like the intestines do, you know, when it's ejecting fecal matter. The, arter the arteries and vascularity of the body has a very subtle, uh, it's like a sine wave, it's like a wave that goes through it. And cayenne actually helps that. So cayenne helps on the, the tissue side, but it's, Action side helping is it it makes that sign that 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 uh, peristaltic sine wave action. It's a flexing action that the uh, vas vascular system does. It makes it more robust. Okay. Now, real real good question for you here because I I, I don't want to make sure I get in before we don't run out of time. Um, there's blood thinning properties to this as well because it gets the blood moving i'd rather call it a blood moving property mm -hmm. um of course i tell people if you're on a blood thinner hytrin you know plavix coumadin anything like that you know discuss it with your doctor but i have heard back from people that have talked with their cardiovascular physicians who said eat spicy food he said do things that increase your blood flow um you know so how do you feel about it real quick well, first of all, I'm not aware of capsicum containing any kind of blood thinning components, like, for instance, uh, red clover blossom, alfalfa, um, and others that t tend to do that. So here, and you said it, increase the flow. There's yeah. two ways of increasing flow. One is by the physiological action of pushing that flow, making the heartbeat stronger, or making the vascularity of the circulatory system more toned so that it can handle, you know, a much more robust circulation. Mm -hmm. The other method is simply, yes, thinning the blood. You know, water goes through, through a, a, a small tube, let's say a small, small tube, much, much easier than, say, uh, thick oil or grease would. It has to do with viscosity. Okay. And I'm not aware of capsicum per se changing quote unquote viscosity, but it does change the physiology as far as the function. That's what I'm getting to. It changes <laughs> the function so that it's much more conducive to proper circulation. It does not quote unquote thin uh, the blood down. I'd like to add that it is so valuable in helping stimulate overall digestive activity, helps stimulate the cell, your saliva glands and get things moving. And so it's also toxin clearing and heats the body, which also helps cool the body. And that's why hot substances are eaten in these countries where they have hot climates. It actually helps that's because body. it throws the heat to the surface and doesn't keep it in the middle of the body where they fever up. Helps you sweat. Yeah. I love it. 
Best explanation ever. Thank you. I appreciate that. I'm going to be sending people to the podcast so they can actually um, hear some of the things if they miss the show today. Thank you so much. This was so much fun. Uh, I, I like this format. This is great. Um, we're able to really touch on some things and maybe remind people and also maybe inform them on some things they may not have known about. Uh, I thank you guys so much. Good health to you and uh, keep doing what you do because uh, you do it so well and we rely on you. Oh, well, thank you so much. We really appreciate you. And those of you at Stay Healthy that are listening, keep the good work up. We really appreciate what you do. Have a great day, you two. Absolutely. Same to all. My guests today, the Robinsons, aren't they awesome? Uh, if you've never had the pleasure to hear them in the past, you can go back through the archives, the podcast, and listen to all of the shows we've been doing for years now. Um, and definitely keep in mind, these are some really awesome formulas. Check out all the Cedar Bear Tink Track liquid formulas at Stay Healthy. Uh, blended combinations as well as some many of the singular herbs we talked about. Children's products as well that are available. Um, remember, no alcohol. They're made with glycerin, so there's no alcohol in any of the products. Stay Healthy Health Food Store, your one-stop full-service location for everything health and nutrition in their fourth decade in the Las Vegas Valley. They are Las Vegas's oldest independent health food retailers, and they do it right. They have a fully packed store with the best of the best because that's all they carry are the top products in every category. And on top of that, the most knowledgeable staff, the best customer service, education, information, longevity, all that good stuff. That's what makes Stay Healthy Stay Healthy. Their mantra is to help everyone get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. And that's what they do every day. Don't forget to visit them at 840 South Rancho Drive in the Rancho Town & Country Center, northwest corner of Rancho and Charleston next to Smith's. The hours of the store, Monday through Saturday, 9 to 5, closed on Sunday. Call them at 877-2494-877-2494 and arrange curbside service. Uh, having your order ready, you can run in and grab it, in-store shopping, as well as mail orders, 877-2494. Their webpage allows you to print coupons to use in the store. Listen to any of the podcasts that are on demand, ready to go, and ready for you to listen to at their webpage. And leave your email address and start getting monthly newsletters. All of it awesome. StayHealthyLasVegas.com. Have a great day, everyone. Remember to check out all the products from Cedar Bear Naturals. And remember, the podcast will be available later today. Have a great day. Check on someone. Make sure they're doing okay. God bless. Thank you for tuning in to the Staying Healthy Radio Show. Remember to tune in Monday through Friday, 8 to 9 a.m. for the most up-to-date, relevant information on your health with the best guest in the industry helping all of us to get healthy, be healthy, and stay healthy. For your convenience, podcasts of the show are now available at my website, drjeffreyburke.com. Simply click on the archive icon to make available on-demand podcast downloads. Make sure to visit Stay Healthy Health Food Store for all your nutrition needs. Stay Healthy provides reliable, responsible, relevant service every single day. I look forward to talking with all of you soon.